morning, everybody. This is Peretz V, a.k.a. The Reb, the Reb with the cause. And the cause is you. Why? Well, because you are great. You are members of Crown Israel. You are fantastic. And you are the only you. Isn't that remarkable? With all the other people in the world, with everybody that a Kaddish Baruch Hu made, you are the very special you. Only you can be you. I mean, you could try to be somebody else if you like, but... <laughs> why, why do that? I mean, come on, just use the energy that you have to uh, to be yourself and to be who you are and to be what you can be. All you can be. Parents be saying, be all you can be. And uh, I'm here to try and help you do that. Now, who am I? Well, not that I claim to know everything, but you can't talk to me about anything. That's why we uh, use the um, the nom de plume, is it? The uh, we call me the the reb, and that could be a rebel, but not a rebel against anything that uh, a rebel against a life and a society that is against Torah values. That's what I'm a rebel against. And the reb, I guess, is, is a reb the appellation that is used for um, for every member, every male member of Kali so reb. So. Why don't you join the revolution? The revolution, the revolution that says, "Let's make our lives filled with meaning, value, and purpose." Now, speaking of meaning and value and purpose, I don't know if you happen to see that um, clip that was on some of the the Jewish sites, and I was really disturbed about it. And I would like to hear what you have to say about it before we start talking about Purim and what's coming up and other things, but. There was a, there's a magician, a very well-known magician, an illusionist in, um, in the terms of the parlance of the, uh, the people that, that do magic. And we know, of course, magic is something which is only illusion. You're not allowed to, and it actually is an isser. I mean, there are all halachas, a lot of halachas written about the isser of doing magic without letting people know that it's an illusion. Um, now, this particular fellow, they had this clip, and he's at some type of Israeli radio station. In Berkashim, it was not in the brute. I don't think it was. I hope it wasn't. At any rate, he's sitting there, and the, the guy is, looks like a, you know, a lovely, nice person, and he's known for his, his tricks. He does call himself an illusionist. I don't know whether he calls him a magician or not. But thing. he's sitting there, and he got two har- or three or more Haredish guys that are from Hatzalah. And they're in their Hatzalah... They've got their their paraphernalia and their dress, and they got him hooked up to something that they put on his finger. I guess it lets things either take temperature or measure oxygen. They've got somebody taking his pulse, and they're, they're obviously going to be doing something. And the the banner on the headline on the side read that says that this fellow um, makes himself clinically dead, clin- causes himself to be clinically dead for a certain amount of time. And then you got the the host of the show talking to him and what he's going to do, and then they're talking, chattering. And next thing you know, he's preparing himself. He takes a breath, and next thing you know, the guy passes out, is pale, and they're all sitting there saying that he has no vital signs. And you're looking at this thing that says no vital signs. Now the question is, if he's an illusionist, is this an illusion? Did he make it happen? Was it an illusion of death? But here's the bigger question. Who has the unmigated chutzpah to go and make it like they're taking their own life? And why isn't that a den of suicide?
You hear what I'm saying? Why isn't it, which is Asa Lagamre? Why? Because he knew he was going to come back? What about the idea of Techith and Mason? What about testing a Kaddish Baruch What an outrage! And then on top of that, on top of that, people are looking at it. And yours truly, I looked at it as well. What happens if a kid looks at that? Don't try this trick at home. This person, in my opinion, has to be called on the carpet. And I'm not, you know, it's not Lush and Har. I'm not telling you what it is, but if you know what it is, then you know what it is. I think, you know, he's got to talk to a rabbi. A rabbi's got to talk to him. I mean... Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe because it's just an illusion. Maybe it's an illusion, and it's only an illusion. Therefore, you know, it's only an illusion. But let me tell you something else, and then I want you call seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Just we're going to tell you the story. This is a story that I told you before, right? I had once heard from Lord Doctor Jacob Wood, Sekhtavik years ago when he was talking about how a country Baruch created the world and said, "Die Adkan," and he could have created the world beyond that. But he said, here, it hasn't, I'm stopping right here, even though he could have gone beyond that. Die. An important lesson to learn from that, you know, there was a, a guy who was riding down a country road up in the Catskills, and as he's driving down the road, all of a sudden something goes whizzing past him. Whoo! Cloud of dust comes by, and he looks, he says, look at that, whoa! It's a three-legged chicken. Now everybody knows chickens only have two legs. Eek is just bowled over, almost literally, right? And he sees this chicken go by with three legs. He runs, he drives as fast as he can to the nearest farmhouse, pulls over, jumps out of the car all excited, and he sees the farmer there, and he says, excuse me, excuse me, yes, sir, what can I do for you? Well, I, well, I was riding down the road in about 60 miles an hour, boom, zip, bang, a, a creature, a chicken, a chicken with three legs, goes zipping by me, running like I never saw anything run, like a rabbit. You know anything about it? Well, I sure do. Well, you do? Could you tell me what's going on? Well, everybody in my household likes the, uh, the what you gentlemen call the polka, the, you know, the, the drumstick. Now, chicken's only got two legs, and since we got everybody in the house that likes the, the polka, I decided I was going to go to that darn university... And I was going to get uh, give myself a course in biogenetic engineering. And I figured out how to make a chicken with three legs. And there she goes. There he is right there. You just saw him whiz right by. He says, that's amazing. Tell me something. What does a chicken with three legs taste like? He says, don't know. Nobody's been able to catch it. Yeah. Taboom chigabam. There are some things that you might be able to do. You could do it, but you don't do it. Agadish Baruch Hu said, this is where we stop. This is where I stop. I created the world. He could have gone on. But instead, instead he stopped right then and there. Because the idea of continuing on something or doing something that you you might be able to do it. doesn't mean that you should do it. And I think this particular incident where a person makes himself clinically dead is something that didn't need to be done. There was no need to, need to do it. Whether it was an illusion or not, it has many halakhic shilas to it, but it has a very deep uh, hashkafic question to it, which is why would somebody do that? What are you going to gain from it? What are you showing somebody? You're not in control of life. The Kaddish Baruch is in control of life. What's your feeling about that? Call me right now. One eight six eight three five eight five eight. Are you upset about it?
Do you think it was a cool thing to do? Do you think it was a wise thing to do? Maybe you didn't think about it. But if you are thinking about it, then call me. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. This is the listen line on radio. Hi, how are you? Good morning. Hello? Yeah, hello, how are you? Good morning. I'm getting error perm. 718-683-5858. I do want to talk about perm today. Did you react to that? Hello there. Anybody out there in the J-Root audience that heard that? You copped a shot. What was going on? A person who's a magician or an illusionist makes himself in a state that he is clinically dead. That means dead. Clinically dead means he is dead. And then he revives, comes back. And, boy, he sure looked like he was dead. But whether it was an illusion or not, what do you think about doing that? Do you, have you seen any halakhas on it? I mean, it would seem to me that it's clearly usher to do. But aside from the halakha, if there is anything aside from the halakha, which I don't think there is, but aside from the halakha for the moment, just for the sake of hashkafa, do you think it's a wise thing to do? Would you want your kid watching that? Do you think it's something that some, somebody who understands that Hashem is in charge of life and death that a person should do? Or are there other things in your life that you can think about, other areas that a person could do, but just because you could do it doesn't mean that you should do it? What do you think about that? Hello there. Come in, America. 718-683-5858. This is Perez B, a.k.a. The Reb, the Reb with the cause, and the cause is you. Thanks for joining the revolution. Let's rev it up. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. I want to talk to you about Purim today because it's coming up this Wednesday night. And Thursday, make sure to be the uh, Isaac and fulfilling all the mitzvahs, which is Meshalak Manus, Matanas of Yonim. We're told that it's more important to emphasize Matanas of Yonim than it is Meshalak Manus, so don't underestimate the value of Meshalak Manus. Sudas Purim and Megillus Esther. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you're going to do to put a simcha in somebody else's life, a smile on their face. Let's talk about it, what your Purim preparations are. You can daven for anything you want, call a Pashud Yad. We we do not turn away. Hashem does not turn us away. It's a day of Tila Yom Kippurim. Yom Kippur is compared to Purim. You can daven and daven, and a Kaddish Baruch who is waiting for our Tillas. Come on, we got a lot to talk about, a lot to listen to. Tell me what you thought about this. Maisa just told you about the illusionist. Tell me what you think about that, or anything else that's on your mind. Anything else I can help you with? I don't claim to know everything, but you can't talk to me about anything. But you have to call in order to do that. And my number here is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Got a problem, something you're working through, something that you're not sure how to do it, how to uh, take it from potential to reality. One of the things my Rosh always reminds me of is you have to do a kiyam on the chlota, make a decision and do it. It's something I'm working on very, very um, conscientiously on my part. You make a decision, make the decision act, a kiyam ha have you made a decision? Let's talk about it. Hi, good morning. How are you? Hello. 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 Yes, we said that already. How are you? Good morning. What's going on? Fine. Um, you asked about the illusionist. Yes. Um, I want. I thought maybe. Um, what's the big deal if you tell if you explain to someone that it was just an illusion? It's it just. I don't see the big problem about it. He didn't say it was an illusion. He did not say it was an illusion. That's 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 his whole act. His act is illusion. But no? he didn't say it was an illusion. He made himself clinically dead. Whether it's an illusion or not, 
I mean, then uh, how, what, how do you understand the guys from Hatsala that were there that were in to, to make sure that, you know, that they were able, that he was able to be re- revived? You're going to tell I, me that I, you I, have Haredish guys from, from Hatsala who's, who's every day of Vida is involved in life and death, and they're going to mock Hezek of somebody who's playing with life and death? I, I didn't understand the story. Um, I have a different question why I called. Okay. Um, I wanted to know um, a person who is always, he always thinks about, um, he asks how other people are going to see him. He's always worried how people are going to look, and he can't, he can't be himself. He's not himself. Um, any, any ideas how he could improve? Okay, you mean the person's always concerned about how other people look at them in a very self-conscious. So first of all, we know, my friend, that we only really care about how a Kaddish Baruch looks at us. But part of that has to do with the fact that we want to make our presentable, ourselves presentable as B'nai Torah and B'nos Torah in front of people, right? That we should look coveted. But that a person should always be so self-conscious of how people perceive them that they don't have their own self-image, that's something that the Torah, I, I don't believe, wants us to do. They don't want us to think about how we always have to care and think about what does this person think of me. In fact, Ms. Sharm says when a person gives a speech or does something, they shouldn't think, oh, is that going to be something that they're going to like and, and they're going to feel good about, or is something in a Kaddish Baruch going to be pleased with? You have to be your own person. The person has to feel, I'm doing the best I can. And I'm not talking about somebody who walks around totally disheveled and, uh, you know, and is not hygienically taking care of themselves. You have to be mindful of what other people uh, think in terms of not making a Chil Hashem. But you shouldn't think, I'm not talking about you in particular, but we shouldn't worry about what does this other person think of me. You know what? I, first of all, have to think well of myself. That Kaddish Baruch created me, that he made me this way, and I feel good about who I am and what Hashem made me. And it doesn't really matter to me. And not only that, but even if people, that people should praise the person, does it really matter? How many people are hung up on, oh, you know, are they really going to like what I say? And I fall into that also, because we all, all are trying to please people to a certain degree. But if you look at it like this, is it pleasing to a Kaddish Baruch Is what I'm doing the right thing to do? Am I making my best effort? Then don't worry about what other people think. You know, the Kutzka Rebbe once said a word about, Remember during the, you remember the Parshas Meraglim, where they said yeah. we were like, what do they compare us to? They said the giants, to what we were like what? Like grasshoppers. Like grasshoppers. Now, you know what the Kutzka Rebbe says? He says, you know why they thought that? Because we, in our own eyes, thought that. We thought ourselves as being lowly. Now, I remember you saying this word, I think. That, that I remember me. I saying it, right? If we look at ourselves as being lowly, then that's the way other people will look at it. Now, I'm not talking about being guybedic, but if a person feels that they are somebody that is doing what they're supposed to do, keeping the Torah, keeping mitzvahs, and doing the best they can to be nice to people, and being a mensch, people see that. Let me give you an example. One day, one day, I was at an airport, and I think I mentioned this once before, and uh, the airline attendant was having a very hard time a crowded line, and there was one person in a wheelchair, and there was nobody else around to help the person in the wheelchair, and there was nobody else at the desk to help with the tickets. So she herself went and took the person uh, and got them so they were able to board. And um, so flustered, and she said, oh, I'm so sorry. And I said, look, don't worry about it. And I said, 
everybody on this line is happy to know that you are taking care of somebody that needs help, and that's one of the reasons anybody, including myself and everybody here, would want to fly in this airline, because you tend to your customers in such a nice way. As I was boarding the plane, a non-Jewish guy comes running up to me and says, hey, is that like a Jewish thing, like a rabbi thing to do? So what do you mean? He says, well, you know, like telling somebody that they, they really did something good and making them feel good, because we all felt the same way, but you were the only one who had the guts to say it. So I hope that was a Kiddush Hashem. Now, I wasn't doing it because... I really cared what somebody else thought about me. I knew that I had to make somebody else feel good. And in making somebody else feel good and just doing what you know, the Torah would expect me to do, that was something that made everybody else feel good. So you don't have to worry about what other people think of you. You just have to be your own wonderful, sweet self. Does that, does that answer the question a little bit? It does. Um, I'm also referring to, let's say, um, any time other person feels... I don't want other people should feel bad about me. I make sure everybody is. But um, I'll tell you an interesting story. It's, uh, it's I don't know if you'll get it, but I was in shul, and there was a person who came over, two guys, they came over, and they asked for, they went around collecting tzedakah. So, and I took out a 20, and I wanted change. So the first person, he thought that I'm giving a 20. So they... He wanted. He started walking away. I was like, "Considering even if I should ask him back, because then and and I told him no. I want to change, but I felt like because he got embarrassed. So I I feel like uncomfortable when other people feel get embarrassed or or, or any such a type of situation. That's beautiful. That's not that's not feeling uncomfortable about. Right. No, so it's, it's always, it's that's always because thinking. You were thinking about somebody else. That's so commendable and such a beautiful thing to do that you didn't want to embarrass the person. That's a beautiful thing. I'm sure. I, I hope that. I'm sure, and I hope that a kashvar will pay you back many, many times over for that. That you saved a yid embarrassment and you caused yourself. You know, you put out twenty dollars where you, you know, whether or not you, you know, you were able to afford it or not. But you did. You sacrifice that. That's such a beautiful thing. You should feel great about yourself for that. But you know, it's, it's not, only, let's say, it's not only in a mitzvah type. It's like when I go in a, in a line, and, and and I always feel, I, I think, well, if people are back, if I should let someone in, and, and even, let's say, I go to a sandwich store, and I'll ask the person, it's not a Jew, he's behind the counter, and i ask him, I'll get nervous if he doesn't understand what I'm saying, meaning I'm thinking more about other people than... What, what I really want. I always thought that it's coming from a good place, like um, I'm just caring about other people, but I realized that it's just that I I think too much about them and I forget about myself, maybe. Well, you can't forget about yourself, but it does sound to me like it's coming from a good place. Now, I want to tell you something. Um, I want you to listen to this carefully because I have to thank you. I want you and I are going to now witness something which is not an illusion, my friend, but very real, which is the divine Ashkaka practice of the Kaddish Baruch, if I dare say so. If I, I mean, who am I to say, you know, to talk about a Kaddish Baruch who um, bestowing such Ashkaka practice on us in a, you know, in a favored way. He does it for all of us, but I'm so thrilled what I'm about to tell you. I opened up to one of my favorites forum, Rabbi Zelot Pliskin, Growth of Torah, and I want you to listen carefully to what he says on this week's Parsha in Salve. And I want you to understand the Hashkaka practice of this, because it's not something that I planned out. 
And even if I plan to look at this board, I had no idea that you were going to call, right? And that you were going to talk about this. So I want you to listen to this, and then I want you to take it home and put it in your pocket. Are you with me? You ready? Yes. Okay. It says, the Beryl Aaron, Vel Bonov, Lamor. In the Pusik, in this week's Parsha, in the Yikra above, it says, speak to Aaron and to his son, saying, this is the law of the Torah's Chattas, of the, of the, uh, the sin offering. At the place where you shecht the burnt offering, you shall slaughter the sin offering. Zois Torah's Chattas, B'mokam Masheh, Tishkat Oila Ashoiket Chattas. That's what it says. Now listen to this. It's, this is very to the point. There's a Gemara in the Yerushalmi, in Yervamis. The Gemara in Yerushalmi Yervamis states that the reason the, the Korbanis, the burnt offerings, and the, and the Chathas were shechted at the same place. You hear this? They were shechted at the same place. Mm-hmm. The Korbanis, which I just told you. They were shechted in the same place. In order to save those who sinned from doing an error from embarrassment. When people saw the animal they brought being shechted, they wouldn't know that it was a chattis. And from here we see the principle of not causing others shame or discomfort when they have done something improper in the past and now regret it. Never remind anybody of their past misdeeds. Always do whatever you can to protect people from embarrassment. Do you hear what's going on here? Uh, yeah. we, Amazing. Mama, Mama, I told my, I tell my kids, when you're learning something, and you're in the sugi, Hashem will point out to you often, and make it so obvious that he's Isaac in the sugi with us. Do you realize what just happened? I mean, I, some people say you shouldn't be in the spa yeah. from Chicago Prats, because Hashem does it all the time. But everybody in our listening audience, and you and me in particular, have to take notice. I didn't know that you were going to call me and ask me a question about this, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't even prepare this board when I was going through through what I wanted to talk about today. This is something I opened up to. Do you realize how amazing that is? He answered yeah. your question and mine. What do you think about that? Amazing. Amazing. So leave your drop me a note at my email, media at com. I am getting those discs together of people I made a list of, of all for the boss, the unedited version of what I sent, and maybe I'll send you something along as well. But... I think you're a remarkable person. The, the question was great. Feel good about yourself. And what was the email again? Sorry, that's e i c h l e r media at gmail dot com. E i c h l e r media at gmail dot com. I think okay. about that. Here we're talking about illusion, and we're talking about that which is real. And this, my friend, is real. This was not a trick. You and I did not talk to each other before the show. Mm-hmm. Only a Kaddish Baruch could work that out. We should be mm-hmm. so happy and grateful. We should be dancing to realize that Hashem is with us at every single moment. Keep doing your great work, and uh, don't worry about what other people think about you. The most important thing is what Hashem thinks, and when you're trying to save somebody from embarrassment, coming from a good place, you're doing, you're doing great. Thanks so much for the call. Okay, Terry V, a.k.a. The Reb, thanks for joining us right here on Hit a Root. We'll be back with more. We'll take a little... Uh, hi, are you on the line with us? Hello? We get this little, like... You know, when people are coming on or going off, so I don't know whether it's an, it's an entrance or, or an exit, which would not be too great if you were traveling on a highway, but uh, as far as the phone line is concerned, I don't know. So anybody wants to reach out, give me a call at 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. I want to talk about PERM and about things that are coming up 
And remember to give Mashalak um, Manas and Matanas Levyonim. More important to emphasize Matanas um, Levyonim to give more to people that need help monetarily to do that. But certainly don't de-emphasize the Mashalak Manas to create a bond between Kral Yisrael. By the way, here's a question for you. If somebody gives Mashalak Manas to somebody and the person doesn't accept it for whatever reason, have you fulfilled the mitzvah? By tzedakah, if a person wants to give tzedakah and the person doesn't accept it, they didn't fulfill the mitzvah. But what happens by Mashalak Manas? If a third person wants to give somebody Mashalak Manas and they don't want to accept it, did you fulfill the mitzvah? Call me, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Davin, with every ounce of strength that you have, for whatever you need, whatever call and let them know that you're there for them. Hi, Parrot B.A.K. The Reb. Thanks for joining the revolution. How are you? Hello? Hello, hello. I must be going. All right, Ron, when a phone call comes in, please don't hesitate to uh, put me on. Let's listen to a little music right now. We'll be back. This is Parents B.A.K. The Reb. You can join the Reb Club just by dropping me a note at eichlermedia at gmail.com where you'll get all sorts of interesting things for... Um, for being part of the Rev Club. Thanks for joining the Revolution. Call me at 718-683-5858. Thanks to our previous caller. You can be a caller right here on JRoot. Anything that's on your mind, on your heart, or on your soul, I don't claim to know everything. But you can talk to me about anything. Come on, let's go. I mean, I do have a degree in psychology. That's one of my degrees, uh, as well as another double major. But the degree is not what qualifies me. It qualifies me is the wonderful training I've had through my great rebuttal and life experience being, a, you know, a father and a grandfather and uh, being a talk show host in Mirza Shem and life experience. Um, well, we're here for you. Again, I don't claim to do everything. You can't talk to me about anything. Why? Why? Because I like you and simply because I want to be able to help you to whatever degree I can. Maybe something in the realm of my experience. I can pull it out of the cerebral back of my mind share it with you and help you along the way. So let's talk and let's listen. 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, as we go into these days ahead before Purim. There are many people you know who are suffering either physically or emotionally, trying to help them. Let's make it labor day for everybody else. The Rambam says your Purim is not really Purim. Your Yantam is not really a Yantam unless you make it Sifkadik for somebody else. So let's see how we can do that. And we're here for you right now on J Root, the station that listens to you. Let's get behind J Root. If you've got a company, sponsor it. If you uh, would like to be a sponsor just because you'd like to help support J Root, get on board. Call us. And let us know that you're there because we are there for you. Look at the great work they're doing here for you. They have great people on board, and I would like to think of myself included in that. But you got Mordecai Weinberger and other great people out of there just to help, to be there for you. 718-683-5858. Say hello. Give me a call. Let's wish each other a happy Purim. Let's talk about anything that's on your mind. Iran, we're going to take it away. Our executive producer is now going to play a little music for you and make you feel labor dick and freilach as we move toward these wonderful, awesome days. Yes, awesome days. Yum Kippurim. Yom Kippur is compared to Purim. What does that mean? We'll talk about that. 718-683-5858. Anything that's on your mind. Stand by, America. This is Peretz B, a.k.a. Reb. Thanks for joining the revolution. A life filled with meaning, values, and purpose. Give us a call. 718-683-5858. Take it away, Iran. Labor Dick and Freyla. Labor Dick and Freyla. 
לפניו, תלמיד עומד לפני הרב, כל כולו האיר כמו מלאך, כמו שמש בזריחה, בתוך חדרו ישר. תורת השם היא כל חייו, והאור יצא מתוך ביתו אל העולם כולו. באתי לפניו, כבן עומד לפני העם, והביט עמוק בתוך עיניי, וראיתי אהבה קרב כל יהודי. כל אחד בוכה עליו, אוי, מרד שלי. אבא של כולם, עולם כולו אבל, כל כך כואב, אבא של משקיף עלינו מרחוק, לא תפסיק להתפלל, מרן שלי. צדיק יסוד עולם, רב שאהבו כולם. על כל כלל ישראל, על זה ראוי לבכור, נשאר רק לחכות, עד שיבוא ינון ושוב נזכה אותו לראות. אבא של
Hi, everybody. This is Paris B.A.K., The Rev. How are you? So I'm happy that you joined us. There was somebody who called and said there are actually 18 ways that you can compare uh, Yom Kippur to Purim. I'm not aware of those 18 ways. I know some of which are what you can accomplish on Yom Kippur. Um, you can accomplish in another way on Purim, or even things that you could accomplish on Yom Kippur can be accomplished in a way on Purim that perhaps you can't accomplish on Yom Kippur. So I'm not exactly sure. I'd love the person to call back and tell me what those 18 ways are, but one of the ways is just like on Purim, everybody extends their hand and Hashem answers, just like it's a day where Tila can accomplish anything, which it can on any day, but particularly in a propitious way here, that too on Yom Kippur. Uh, I, don't, I, I haven't heard anything about persons of errors being forgiven on on, on Purim, but maybe they are. But certainly the, the love and affection and esteem that we have for every member of Kral Yisrael and our Avad, for Kodesh Baruch and his Torah, reach great levels on Purim. That too is like in Yom Kippur. So there are many ways. But it would, the one thing that I do know is that when it says Yom Kippurim, it must mean that the level of Simcha and Kippurah and Tshuva that a person can attain on Yom Kippur which is so great, it must tell us that Purim itself is the day you can do that. If you don't get sidetracked by just getting blitzed, you know, just you know, making, getting drunk, the whole object of the object of the night. But if you learn, you daven, you give tzedakah, and you increase your avoidance Hashem, and you just think about how great it is to be you and tell somebody else to do that, and you're cleansed, and walk out with a pure heart, lave tahor borali lakim. Maybe that's some of the ways. But if this fellow knows... Please call us and give us 18 ways. I'd love to know. And uh, one of the things I'd like to know about. Hi, how are you? Hello. 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 Hi, how are you? Great. You had a question if uh, somebody gives a shalakhmuda to somebody? Yeah. And he doesn't accept it? And they don't accept it or they yotze, yes. So the answer is that, um, the answer is that uh, it's good. You mean that they are they are Yossi, they have fulfilled them. They are Yossi, because the whole myth is only Simcha. Uh, well, let me ask you this. We know that we don't make a bracha on giving tzedakah, because if the person doesn't accept it, the person has not fulfilled the myth of tzedakah. Then why is it then, if according to what you're saying, which is true, that if a person gives Meshalach Monas to somebody, and they don't accept it, you fulfill the mitzvah, so then why don't we make a bracha on Meshalach Monas, knowing that there's no concern you're making a bracha of a tola. You hear the question? There's two reasons. One reason is to be Mabareus. And the second reason is to make the seed and the Levush Paskins that you could, um, even though the Levush Paskins, like Chamsayv, the Chamsayv says that it's, it's, it's out, uh, it's out to the, the Levush says that you stole Yotza. But why? Because it's, because the whole myth is Simcha, and you must make somebody else that you show them you want to give them something. Uh, so why don't you make a bracha? Why should you make a bracha? Why? Because you're doing a mitzvah. And you now, and now you have no concern that the very no kashash that the person is going, you know, whether they accept it or not. You fulfill the mitzvah by giving it. So if by tzedakah you don't make the bracha because the person might not accept it. And therefore, you would not fulfill the mitzvah. It would be a bracha v'tala. Why is it not? Why are you so? Worried? So there's no concern that's going to be a bracha v'tala. Why not make? 
broker. So I think part of it has to do with what you just said. Some people say that it's included in the, the Shekhyanu, and then I think there are other answers as well, and I think you touched upon it. It's such a pleasure to speak to people that are so Isaac and Torah that you had the answer right on the tip of your tongue. That was fantastic. Thank you. Drop us a line. I'd like to send you something at eichlermedia at gmail.com. eichlermedia at gmail.com. should have a trailer for them. Okay, thank you. And by the way, I just want to let you know, maybe uh, you want to know why people can't communicate right on the radio because you're very low. You're very... I can't really hear you. I'm sorry, what? I can't really hear you. You're... you're, you're I don't need a speaker. I'm not sure what. You talking about now or in general on the radio? No, right now. Uh, Can you hear me now? Hear you. Can you hear me now? A little bit better. All right, we're going to try and work on the acoustics and make it better. But thank you very much. It's very thoughtful of you to let us know. You mean we have to work on getting our sound quality better, right? Is that what you're telling me? What? We have to work on improving our audio. So we're going to do that. Is the show. All right. Speak to no problem. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, um, I guess we'll speak to our executive producer and see what we can do to boost the sound quality on this. Maybe we might have to come in person or pre-record and take your questions at another time, but we'll do anything we can. Now, speaking of things that we'd like you to do, if you are listening to J-Root and you appreciate what we're doing, we could really use your help because everything that they do here is really funded and and taken care of by the, by the people here. It's, I, I, I have to tell you that they extend themselves in a way which is beyond what ordinarily anybody would do to um, to make sure that you're getting this type of, of programming. And it's appreciated by so many people. Now's a good time to show our appreciation. You know, the Havdil Elif Adults, you know, you have like public broadcasting and they have the most nourished kite type of stuff on, on, on there. I mean, really just things which uh, I can't even imagine why anybody would want to, you know, be, be mindful or heedful to, to, you know, to listening to things that have no relevance for a person's life. I was listening to something. I got one thing out of it about, um, <laughs> I, I learned one thing from it, but the rest of it was nourished guy talking about what's going on in, in outer space. With Not that outer space isn't important, it's great, but what about inner space? But there was, the, the whole conversation was just nourished guy. And people are calling in to support it. And here you have conversation, which is Lamaisa. It's learning Torah, it's teaching Torah, it's appreciating Torah, it's giving us hashkafas, it's giving us values, it's helping us, and you have a healthy kosher outlet for everything. Um, by the way, if you want to hear, be listening to news, we're hoping we never really start giving you phenomenal news very soon. I'd rather say a little and do a lot, but you know, it's something we talked about. You're going to have an unbelievable news source coming from Perrin's V right here, in addition to other stuff. But J-Root, the station that listens to you. So I want you to text with your sponsorship right now, 347-927-8398, whatever it is, 347-927-8398. I'm going to tell you, the first 10 people to call, okay? You can call me personally after this, and I will come and speak at your event or give you a private share within the context of, you know, obviously it can't be Yichud, but I'll, I'll be happy to come to either your shul, to your event, and speak. Now, that's, I would think that's a good reason for you to donate. You might say, oh, <laughs> who needs that? But if you do need it, and if you'd like it, I will come speak at any event that the first five people call, whether it's a small parlor meeting or just that you have a group of people that you'd like to hear, you know, Gabal to uh It may not sound too anivistic, but listen, kind of, I think that's kind of like what I'm here for, right? I'm happy to do it, and I usually charge a lot of money. 
All right. <laughs> if I wasn't before, I'm going to now. But I will come for the first five people to any event that you have within a reasonable distance as long as it's not Nome, Alaska, and come and give a, a, a schmooze to something that will help you or your organization. For the first five people that call in now and make a donation, whatever it is, to J-Root, I want you to text them right now with your donation, and they will call you back. Just text them, 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. If I didn't say it before, let me say it again, 347-927-8398, that is the text. Please text them, say yes, you would like to make a donation to J-Root. They will call you back, and they will be very thrilled to do that. Come on, do it. And remember what I just said, I'm serious. First five people that do that, you can contact me in my email, eichlermedia at gmail.com, and I will come to either your shul, to your um, home, to get a few people together, to give you something that will be an uplifting, meaningful um, schmooze for a reasonable amount of time. We'll pick a day, we'll make a time, we'll make it into an event, and I'm doing it free of charge. Normally, as I mentioned to you, I mean, I am charging you know, a speaker's fee, but I'm, I'm going to waive that. I'm going to waive that in light of your giving a donation to j Root. Did I get a response yet? Come on. 347-927-8398. Paris B.A.K., the Rev, as we stand days before Perm. Let me tell you something that I saw and I'm looking at right here by Rebbe Chenech and I want you to think about this. I want you to carry it with you in the, in the back of your mind and on the forefront of your thoughts, if that's not a contradiction. And every day Mordechai walked with a whole yom the yom. Mordechai Mehalek. Why was Mordechai pacing back and forth in the palace courtyard? Rashi says that Mordechai was given a sign in Shemayim that the Yeshua would surely come. The Sadeqis Esther would not have been seized and taken to Akashverosh unless Hashem had intended her for her to play a key role in saving the Jewish people from danger. Although Hamina Rasha had not risen to power yet, and there was no indication of succumb of danger. To the Yidden, Mordecai kept watch, watching to see Haman's plan unfold. The Rebbe Leibowitz tells us like this. The previous Rashi, however, explains that Mordecai instructed Esther not to divulge her ancestry so that Achishverosh would suspect her of having inferior lineage and possibly send her away. Furthermore, the Gemara in Megillah, Yud Gimel Ahmed Aleph, relates that Achishverosh made a second beauty contest, and this is in, uh, in Esther. Right? Look in the Megillah. On the eighth of Mordecai, Achishverosh, desperate to learn of Esther's lineage, consulted Mordecai for a strategy which would motivate Esther to reveal her secret. Mordecai told the king to make another contest to arouse Esther's jealousy and compel her to divulge her lineage. According to the Marashah, Mordecai's real motive in giving this Eitzah, this advice, was his hope that one of the young ladies would strike the king's fancy and cause him to reject Esther. Now, my dear friends, Mordecai's behavior seems contradictory, doesn't it? If he had a clear sign from heaven that Esther was destined to save the Jewish people from future destruction, so why was he so insistent on getting her removed from such an influential position? Hey, that's what she was made for. That's what she's there for. So what are you doing this for? It's a bit of a steer, wouldn't you say? Wasn't Mordecai sabotaging the divine plan to save the Jewish people? Now listen to this. And this is going to make your day. You're going to be dancing. Mordecai's actions teach us a basic lesson in human conduct. Our concern for any important cause, even the salvation of, of the Jewish people, 
must be, has to be channeled with the guidelines of Torah law. Everything we do has to be according to halacha. Hashem oversees the world, determining the fates of empires and nations, kings and presidents, nobility and ordinary people. He commands us to follow the Torah as embodied in halacha. The Shulchan Aruch is the great Mike Tress. Second Solomon Broker said, we live our lives according to the Shulchan Aruch, as he told these Pirkei kids, kids in a Pirkei group. We live our life according to Shulchan Aruch. Mordecai was faced with a halakhic obligation, a chiv, to rescue Esker from Marcus Berush and safeguard her both physically and spiritually. If Hashem would frustrate his efforts, that would be Hashem's will. That's up to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But Mordecai had to try. Listen to this. This is such a powerful board. If Mordecai would have, have succeeded, Hashem had no shortage of other methods to save his chosen people. No shortage! The sign from heaven was surely significant in Mordecai's eyes, and he kept watch to see the outcome. But the halacha, the halacha, the halacha is not determined by heavenly signs of salvation from future danger. Mordecai would follow the Shulchan Aruch, and Hashem would take care of saving the Jewish people. The sole criterion in determining our conduct the requirements of halacha, no matter how noble or weighty the cause, we view it according to the Torah standards, only then act upon it. The world and the Jewish people are under the watchful eye of Hashem, and we have to do our utmost to follow His will. The only way to do that is to follow halacha. The only way to follow halacha is to learn halacha, which is why we should have a daily seder in halacha. And part of what we do here at Cherut, I want you to support Cherut. I would like you to call now with a text and be a sponsor whether you're a business or a private individual, and say, yes, I'd like to come on board and sponsor some of J. Root's programming. 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. They will respond to you. Just text them right now, and they'll respond. And again, the first five people that do this, if they let me know who you are, and you would like me to come speak on, uh, on any occasion, for either your group or a small group or a large group, whatever it is, you let them know, or let me know at eichlermedia at gmail.com, and I'm going to do that to you, for you. <laughs> I'm going to do it to you, yes, for you, free of charge. Parrots B, a.k.a. The Reb. Got one more shot to call me right now, 718 If I don't hear from you now, I'm going to sign off and wish you all the best for a listica frelica. Purim, Yom Kippurim. The day of Purim is a day where your tillers are answered especially. Make sure to give as much as you can to Matanus of Yonim. And make sure to open your hand wide, and Hashem will open his kaviyochel, as it were, wide wherever it is want that you want, whether it's Shaduchim, Parnasa, Gesund, health, clarity of purpose, anything in your life that you want. And especially, most of all, remember to ask that we should serve Hashem to Marba Kavit Shem Shemayim, Marba Kavit Atayra. If you'd like to reach out to me now, you can reach me at 718 718-683-5858, I will do a little bit of music. I'll take a call if it's here. Otherwise, this is Parents B wishing you a Freilach Purim, a wonderful Purim. Your gods, you are Freilach. Remember, in the words of Hillel, the, the rest is commentary. Now, go and learn.